Okay, so a lot of the ideas, well, actually, so, so the big ideas that take a lot of time, we're already, most of us are, are familiar with, so we can try and save some time here. But this is a really important share that I, uh, an essay that I put together, that it's basically um, the, I've called it the redemption of the heart, from Gullus to Gaula, the five stages of the heart. And what this is, what I've tried to do here is, having gone through the Tanya a few times, trying to take out the, he mentions the, a bunch of different words, yeah? One's called Timtumalev, Shvirasalev, Marirasalev, um, Psichasalev, and Tuvlevav. And those words are mentioned numerous times throughout the Tanya. So I had it, in, and I've gone through it a bunch of times, and I've I basically systemized it. And I I I hope I've worked out the the system of how the Balatanya describes how our heart works, and it's really really important to know this. Really important, very important things. So the the system. I mean, it's worth writing down. I can send you the essay afterwards, anyway. But the 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 five stages are number one is called Tim Tumalev, which you would call a clogged heart. Then you've got Shvirasalev, which is a broken heart. Marirasalev, which is a bitter heart. Psichasalev is an open heart. And then Tuvlevav, which is an interesting, different... Oh, we mentioned that. Do you remember Yitzhiyo? We mentioned that on Motsi Shabbos. Yeah? Where, the, where the, the, the heart becomes the adjective, which is very it's amazing. But let, 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 let's, let's start. So, so Tim Tumalev clogged heart the balatanya mentions that the two um what's the word um not manifestations like when someone's sick you see like um the two um symptoms the two symptoms of um of tim Tumalave is the inability to daven correctly and the inability to be makash makadesh yourself in what's mutter? What's the Kesha? That you can't, number one, you can't daven properly. Number two, you can't be makadish yourself in something that's mutter. That means that you can't control yourself eating. You can't control yourself. Naiga. In Naiga specifically? Exactly. In what's what's mutter, you you won't do something that's forbidden, but you'll be uh, meaning that you won't be the person won't be won't be sanua with his wife, or he won't be controlled with his eating, or he won't be um, careful with his speech. But not not to speak lush and horror, but yeah, you get the idea. Just to throw it out, what what would it be? What what's the tzadashava that would cause those? What's the kesha, and what would it be the think, inexperience that would make both of those things davening and being makadish yourself in wasmuta to make it difficult? I would maybe because davening on a full level. I can't hear you. Um, is connecting to. Um, davening on a on a simple level is connecting to Hashem and asking Hashem for your needs and and when you're doing things that are permitted that are and you're not being makadish to Hashem it's also a lack of recognition of God. But that seems simple for this. Yeah, no, for no, this no, share. no, that's fine. That's that's probably it basically. 
it, it's basically comes from you can say it either way a lack of there's only one cause for a lack of recognition of Hashem. Only one single thing. Go on, Yitzhi. What's the one thing that stops you from recognizing Hashem? Absorbing in yourself. That's it. There's only, so you could say it either way. What Yoli just said is what I was going to say the other way. That because a person becomes so kind of solid in his own selfness, now... Both of those, both davening and being makadish yourself, mutter, take a, a level of kind of vulnerability, a level of um, a level of of to say selflessness is a bit too much, but at least a softening of the sense of self. To have your sense of self, to be very strong in your sense of self, how can you daven? And and if you're strong in your sense of self, who are you to tell me to stop eating right now? Or how dare you meddle in my in my in my intimate life? I'm not going to go and do an Avera, but you understand that that's that's coming from a, a, a solid measure. That that's coming from a, a solid sense of self. So the symptom of the two most obvious symptoms of um of a lave mutumtam a timtum a lave is that you can't daven and you can't be makadish yourself in what's muta now how does that happen what is it that that solidifies our sense of self what makes us feel more of a yesh Um, what makes us feel more of a yesh would be, um, I would say not, I mean, I'm afraid to bring Tolly into this, but no, bring not being, just don't mention not being name. present. Yeah. <laughs> um, just not be, be, yeah. being in the past or the future. Yeah. The, I, it's true. It is. It's just a bit vague. It's not so helpful. Let's make it more like right. helpful. that, that, that makes sense. Okay. Once you've read the books, but without having read the books, what right. makes you more of a yesh? What solidifies your sense of self is identification with Sitra Achra, meaning right. identification with things of this world. Remember, Sitra Achra just means Sitra Achra doesn't like. I always think of that. You ever saw that film Austin Powers with like Mini Me and like he's like ha ha, you know, with his finger and like grins and stuff. So that like that's kind of like demonic, like malevolent evil. Sitra Achra just means it's not Kaddush. Sitra Achra just means that when you look at it, you don't immediately think about the Shloilam. Now, when you look at a Sefer Torah, if you've had any level of reasonable Hakdamas, that brings to mind the Rabbeinu Shloilam. You look at Tefillin, you look at Tzaddik, you hear, you hear Divrei Kedusha, whatever it is, yeah? If something doesn't do that, it means it's Sitra Achra. Does Klippas Naga come from Sitra Achra also? Klippas Sitra Achra is the umbrella term that covers all of the Klippa. So there's there's levels in Sitra Achra. So that's Klippa and Sitra Achra are synonymous. They, they allude to different, they teach us different things, but they're synonymous terms. Um, but Klippa breaks down into two. There's Klippa's Naga, Klippa's Timaeus. But either way, they all 
divert your attention away from the Boinishloilam. They all make you think that there's something else. There's something other. Sitra Akhra, the other side. So, well, I'm not going to get into that. But, but basically, that it's there's some kind of something else going on, yeah? Hashem Echad, mm, I hear, but it's like, yeah, but that's Sitra Akhra that allows you to say that. If it wasn't for Sitra Akhra, you would not be able to, uh, you would not be able to. That That's why Rebbe, it says, is it Rebbe? Yeah, in the Gemara, it says that Rebbe, the whole story with Kriya Shema, that he just like went like that. His Talmudim said they learned all the way through the all through Zman Kriya Shema. And then the Talmudim said, but Rebbe, we didn't see you say Kriya Shema. And he said, I just went like that. As I moved my hands, I said Kriya Shema. Why? Because he was living in the reality of Echad, which means he had penetrated through the Sitra Akhla to such a degree that his Kriya Shema was just, he just had to say it because that was the mitzvah. But he didn't, he was there 100%. He had, he had been extracted from Sitrachah. You're not really extracted from Sitrachah, you like, because there's nothing to be extracted from. It's not real. It just means you, you, you penetrate through it, and it's just like a smoke just, just goes away. Um, so anyway, so what causes Tim to Malave is identification with things of this world. Because remember, you're never actually identifying with anything of this world. You're actually... All you're doing, whether you're whether you're like an avid, I remember the LA Raiders. I don't know if they still exist. They still exist. Now they're the Los Angeles Raiders. I mean the Las, Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders. Oh, Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. That's cool. Going up in the world or down in the world. Either way. Going what's what's the, what's Raiders? <laughs> ah. So so whether the you, has spoken. Whether you're a Raiders fan. Or whether you love, you know, you're into Bugatti or Louis Vuitton, or you moan all the time about your bad back. Yeah, no one should know about having bad backs. But whatever, whatever it is that you're identifying with, not you, what someone's identifying with, it's not about that thing. We know that by now, yeah? All that's doing is they're borrowing from the, the thing, and they're solidifying themselves. That's why, ideally, we would have a you know a massive property portfolio, because that's real. Like that's it's called real estate. That's like real. You know how much more real does it get than land? Yeah. But um, but we don't all have uh, property portfolios. So if we don't have a property portfolio, then we just grab onto any single thing that we can to solidify ourselves. Every single solidification that we have, every sorry, every every identification that we have solidifies ourselves, and in Loshna Hasidus, that leads to what's called Timtum Halev. Clogged heart, which means you can't daven. Why why can't you daven? Because I don't really need to daven. I mean, you know, there's God, but there's also me. I'm, you know, I'm more in fact, I'm more real than God. I look how look how solid I've become. I'm I've, you know. I own all of this stuff or I've got all of this and I'm with this and this is me and et cetera, et cetera. So davening just becomes basically impossible because davening is really, I mean, davening is the key to Yiddishkeit. Davening is much the key to being Jewish, um, the way I understand it, like mamash. If everybody dedicated their hour that they spend in the daf yomi into shachris, we would see a whole new world, Mamash, emerge within a few days, Mamash. 
Anyway, um, but the the Sitchach was not going to let that happen. I mean, whatever, we have to try and work that out. But if the davening, basically the process of davening, the point of davening, I said to Yoli at the end when we davened the other day, it ends up with Kaveh El Hashem, aligned with Hashem, which means davening is the process of becoming less real. Davening is the disidentification with everything of this world. Davening is the process of turning the knob from ani v'afsi oid, which is what Paro said, I am and all there is is me, to ein od mil vadoi, which is what Hashem, which is what Moshe said, which there is only Hashem and there is not me. Yeah, that's what davening is. Davening is turning that dial from yesh to ayin, from me to him, Yisbuach. That's what davening is. That's why it's the key to everything. Just tangentially, oh, we could, I, tangentially, I'd take another hour to say that. Let, let's leave that. Um, we'll say another time as well to share. Okay, so so Tim Tumalev, Tim Tumalev is the identification with stuff in this world, which is about solidifying yourself. That's why it's called Tim Tumalev. The, the Rebbe actually uses a lotion of a lave keeven. One minute. One moment. Mm. Um, yeah, Tim Tim Shanaseke Evan, yeah. The Etim Rabim, there's lots of times, Yesh Lehem to the Benoni, Tim Tum Halev, that the Lave becomes Matum Tam. Shanaseke Evan. And he goes on about the other thing as well. But what, what does it mean that it comes like an Evan? That's the whole meaning of real estate. That's why we're longing for this real estate portfolio, because that's real, like an Evan. An Evan is Nitzchi, Mamush. How can you override an Evan? There's loads of cool things like about the whatever I'm going to say, but but the the concept becomes like an even. It solidifies. That's what it's trying to do. That's what the heart, our heart, is constantly trying to do. So, Tim Tumalev comes from the identification of the things in this world, which is really just a smokestream for trying to become more, trying to be more, to exist more. Okay, everyone's clear on Tim Tumalev. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. And and it's and it's um, what do we say? Not ramifications. What's the word? It's um, its symptoms are inability to pray, inability to daven, and an inability to be makadish yourself in things that are permissible. So what's shvir salev? Shvir salev is a really really important concept, and it's it's really very definite. It's not like some you know, it's not like a touchy-feely thing. It's mamash, very, very definite. Shir Salev is when you have those identifications smashed. When the Raiders lose... The heartbreak. That's called Shvira. <laughs> It's not really, but that that's that's like a that's like a, a moshul. I'll tell you a good a good example of shvira is um is um a guy who's a a hotshot. There's no lawyers in the room, are there? 
any lawyers here? Okay, good. A guy's a, a hotshot lawyer, top, top stuff, yeah? And some guy moves in from out of town who's just objectively much better, earns more money, more articulate, whatever it is, more, more recognised, yeah? Now, this guy who identified always as the best has to now disidentify from being the best because everyone knows that second best is not it's not just one down. There's an infinite difference, an infinite difference from being the best to being second best. That's a Shvira. Another example of Shvira is a guy who has always been very kind, yeah, kind-hearted guy, who something happened and he flipped out, he went crazy, and he did something that really wasn't very kind, yeah. And now he now he's sitting there thinking, I mean. Well, I can't be like cruel because I've been kind for the past 40 years. Yeah. But I can't be kind anymore. Because I, I can't be that I am kind because I just did something cruel. That's called that's called disidentification. You've you've you don't know who you are. You've had that. Well, that's the state that ensues, but the the actual shvira is the breaking of the identification. It's a very scary place to be now what ensues so 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 the shvira begins with a generally a sudden break of identification that also happens when someone insults you by the way if someone insults you calls you something horrible one of your kids does something disrespectful that's also a level of shvira because it again it breaks a, a a paradigm that you have of yourself a a, a picture that you have of yourself you with me so, so Shvira Salev is, it seems like it's a good thing, right? Well, it's a power of thing. It could be fantastic. It can be terrible. We'll, we'll explain. Another, yeah, but if, if, yeah. If, if, if Tim Tamalev is the identification with stuff and we've always talked Tim about Tim Tamalev is bad. Tim Tamalev is, is, is Gimel Klippus Tamer is bad. Nothing good comes from that for sure. Right. But we, but we know that even identifying in other words, we've spoken many times that even identifying with Hashem, we need to identify with nothing. We need to have no identity, right? You, well, so, we can identify with our fellow Yidden. That's a good. That's a good thing to identify with. We there are we can so, yeah. and we need to and we need to identify with our families. Uh, we need to identify with the Torah, but not not with not not with our. We need to identify with Hashem, but not with our. Not with our man-made of these things. When we're identifying right. with other Yidden, that's not, I'm not doing that to borrow from there from the Indian to be mishazik myself. It's actually it's the opposite, really. It's the merging with, like the identification with my wife, the identification with my kids, my parents, the identification with the Torah is is a different kind of identification. It's not a borrowing from that existence. It's a merging with that existence, merged into that existence, as opposed to trying to be mishazik my own existence. That's why it's not sitrachah. But without going there, the, the point is that shvir salev is just the power of experience of disidentification now it leaves you in this no man's land you're th then the word is you're definitionless so so the decide the actual shvira is called disidentification and it can be sudden that's why it's really a shvira 
extremely sudden. And then oh, we have two swells. Um, and then we have then we have the the ensuing state, which is called definitionlessness. That is a very uncomfortable place to be. Now, let me another good example of Shreya Saleev is Rahman al-Islam, no one should know of this, is if a child loses a parent, or, or if a parent, if parents get divorced, or anything that happens to parents that changes the status quo is a shvirus alay for the child. Why? Because the child is identified with the parents. So a child becomes broken-hearted, or anyone could come, come broken-hearted. If a parent dies, a child's whole identity is bound up in their parent. The parent dies, and now they're like, that's called Shreya Saleev. You with me? It's a foundational, I mean, it's crazy that people don't know this. It's a foundational concept that we really need to know. I always learned that Shreya Saleev is like this, like, fluffy furry feeling of like when you put your head down but it doesn't mean that at all it's very it's very specific and you can always pinpoint shvira slave you always know when you've gone through a shvira it's very um it's it's very it's very like a uh, clear and defined so shvira slave is the breaking of the identification and then the ensuing state of definitionlessness So now you you're nothing. Before it Tintamalev, you were a big, you were a big yesh. You were full of you were you were solid and defined and, and you were real, you were real, yeah. Comes the Shvira, and now you're not solid, you're not defined, you're not real. But you're nothing other than that. That's it, you're just nothing. That's a really difficult place to be in. That's why we go straight from Yom Kippur into the Sukkah. Because, well, let, let's now explain Marira Salev. Marira Salev, the next stage, which is called bitterness of heart, is now a, Shvira is a, from Klippas Noiga, meaning it can go either way. Is it holy? It depends. What do you do with it? That's really the definition. Noiga is always like, is it holy? Depends what you do with it. Could go either way. You're going to fress, you're going to use it to solidify yourself, to indulge in your own oineg, yeah, then, then you've dragged it down. You're going to use it to elevate yourself, to help others, to become more of a mensch, then you've raised it up. So Shreya Salev, in that state, now, there used to be this thing, in, it was actually started in LA, it was called Landmark Forum. You heard of this? It's a theater? No, it was, Moshe, you heard of this, Landmark Forum? Wasn't it? Wasn't isn't it like um? It, it rings a bell. It, like call of the chauffeur. Yeah. So it was. It was before all of that. It was like in the nineties. Yitzi, this is what we're trying to do, but the kosher version. Maybe Shmuel can help us. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. hundred percent. But we, with one very big difference. Landmark Forum, Lahavdil Elif Alfa Lafim Havdalas was like was like Yom Kippur, but without Sukkos. What they did was they took you to a shvira, a genuine shvira. They broke you down, legamre. You were nothing. And then they're like, now, what would you like to become? And you're like, uh, oh, man, um, I want to get really good at golf. Okay, let's help you get good at golf. Like, where? what are you going to redefine yourself as? 
uh, that's up to you. That's like, you have to be a big person to deal with that. So that's that's what Landmark Fund did. They did a very, very good job, an amazing job of bringing people to Shvir Salev. But then unfortunately, they didn't have anywhere to take them. That's what it means by, why when we get to Shvir Salev, which is Yom Kippur, and we've completely disidentified from everything, and we are absolutely like a, a we're just fertile ground, completely nothing, just ready for whatever. Yeah. Then we go into the sukkah. Oh, what am I going to be? Oh, I'm going to be completely dedicated to the bonus shalom, eating lishma, sleeping lishma, with my wife lishma, talking lishma, hanging out lishma, whatever it is. Yeah. Take it all into the sukkah. This is the redefinition of this is what we're becoming. So when we disidentify with all the zakhin of this world, now the question is, and now what? And we have an answer. Ruch Hashem. Now become a tzaddik. Dedicate yourself to the boy Nishloilam. So what's Maria Salev? Maria Salev is when you like clench your fists and you say no more finished that's it done i've i've got to move forward this is the end of x this is the end this is this is it can i can i ask a quick question sure how do you how do you self impose spirit to leave or is it something that comes natural <laughs> that's a really good question so um, yeah, number one, you are presented with endless opportunities for Shreya Salev if you just keep your eyes and ears peeled. I'll just tell you something that I heard from a, a wise man one time that, that I think I've said this to you before, that a person who is very insecure is not affected by criticism. And a person who is very secure is deeply affected by criticism. We said this before. I don't recall, but it makes sense. It makes sense. So, so uh, Yisrael doesn't think it makes sense. I think 100% it makes sense because someone who's insecure already knows about all of his issues and hearing any criticism is like, okay, I know that I read about myself. Someone who's fully secure, you start hearing criticism, you're poking holes at your at your confidence. K- kind of. I think you say a little bit. Well, I, I would, I would, Rabbi, yeah, Abhi, I would spin it the other way. I would spin it the other way. Someone that's super confident is so confident that he's willing to listen to other people to grow. Dang. And someone that's in, someone that's not confident doesn't hear anybody. He doesn't, he, he's, not, he's not willing. Mm. There's no he openness. Can't, he can't afford to listen. Exactly the point. He, it's too, it's too, he's too vulnerable. Meaning that a guy who's got a real solid basis, yeah, a real solid foundation. Criticism affects him deeply. Why? Because he can go there. He can hear that. You're not going to destroy him. He's got a solid foundation, so he can hear your criticism. He can put his head down, and he can allow it to affect his heart and change himself. A guy who's insecure, he can't afford to let you do that. So he locks up, clank, 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 click, 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 click. And you can say what you want to him. He'll just be like there, like, look at you, you idiot. He won't, you, you hear? I hear. So, 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 in regards to listening to the, in regards to the Shreya Salev, is you have to be, you have to make yourself vulnerable. You have to know that no one can destroy you. No one can say anything that will destroy you. 
no one can even no one can even dent you in any way all they can do is actually build you in, in truth if you really think about it no one can hurt you anyway i bet that orheim would also agree with that <laughs> anyway um so now maria slave is when we get to this place where it's I, I, this now needs to change. Now, if we don't get to Maria Soleil, once we're in the Shvira, if we don't have that experience of clenching our fists and looking up to Shemaim and saying, we're born in Shloylem, that's it. This needs to change. I need to, I need to get out of this. Yeah. If we don't do that, we will fall back into Tim Tumalev. Almost immediately. So Shvira... If we don't, if we're not Zoycha to get to Marira, to Marirus, then the chances are we're going to fall, but not the chances are, we will fall back into Timtum. You've got two options. You either grow or die. That's it. You either go forward or you bury yourself back into the earth. That's Marirus Alev. And if you're Zoycha to Marirus Alev, then, or I don't know if it's Zoycha Tamir Salev, it's more like if you're courageous enough to be Zoycha Tamir Salev. Maria Salev is like, like, it, it's, it takes a lot of, um, like, huge, like, huge courage to just say, like, like, that's it. Like, we, we say all the time, yeah, that the, the key to being human is four words, yeah? Making and keeping promises. That is the key to being a human being. That's not the key to being Jewish. That's the key to being human being. Making and keeping promises. <laughs> you can't be Jewish without being a human being. That's impossible. So, so making and keeping promises. If a person... I don't know if you said this. How would you feel... How Imagine you tell someone this, this deep, dark secret about yourself. And then all of a sudden, it's, it's out all over town. How would you feel to that person, towards that person? Resentful. You'd almost hate them. Imagine the hatred that you would feel. You told them something really deep, in confidence, and this is the icker word, they betrayed you. If someone betrays you, that's like, I can't, you can't even, that's like, you can't even, you, don't, you can't even imagine those feelings. Those feelings are just so crazy, yeah? This is actually what happens. If you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, you end up harboring those feelings against yourself. It's mamash crazy. And for Kerit, you turn around to your trusted friend and you give him this crazy thing to do with all these details and you, have to, you say it on the fly and you can't do it because you're getting on a plane and it needs to get done because if it doesn't get done, you're going to lose $100,000. And you quickly say it to him, you're on the plane, you'll say, Yitzi, do this for me, please. And you're gone. And you land and you get the email, everything worked out, mumish, exactly how you said it, even better than what you could imagine. Now, how do you feel to that guy? You just want to hug him and kiss him and tell him that you love him. That's it. That's how you feel when you're Makaim your word. And the bigger the the bigger the the bigger the promise you make and the more style you hold to it, those feelings are engendered more deeply into yourself.
it's just so posh, you know? Everyone understands this. So the stakes are so high. The stakes are so high when you're making promises to yourself. Because if you keep them, you fall in love with yourself. And if you break them, you can't even think about how you feel towards yourself. Why did we say this? Oh, that's the Indian of the Marius. It takes such, I've spoken to so many people who they just can't, they just can't take anything on, like anything. Why? Because they've said so many times in their life previous, I'm going to do X. They didn't do it. And they just can't, quite rightly, they just can't deal with that pain. And it's real pain. Real, that's real pain painful than anything else basically so they just can't deal with that so what happens is you say to somebody let's learn for 20 minutes a week and they're like i just i i, I can't and you're like come on it's 20 minutes whenever you want and they're like maybe we could like let's try let's start no 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 let's commit let's mama's commit if we weren't jewish let's let we'll do blood we'll do the blood thing yeah Let's mummish commit. And they're like, no way, no way. They can't, no one can imagine doing such a thing. Like everyone says, bli neda, bli neda. Not that you shouldn't say bli neda to stuff, yeah? But the reason why is because we know the pain of, of, of what it means to, to not be Makayam our word. So that's the, that's the courage of Marira Salave. When you just say, that's it. I remember, I remember when I quit, I quit smoking weed about four years ago five years ago, four years ago. And I remember, I didn't smoke a lot of weed, but I, I knew that I had to stop, yeah? And I remember I was, I called up my Rebbe at the time, my, my Chavrusa, my, my, my mentor at the time. And I wanted to make the nether on the phone to him. I'm never going to smoke weed ever again. And I remember it was about three hours of pacing up and down the room. I'm about to make a nedda that I'm never going to smoke weed ever again, except it may be an oil and hub. If you're allowed to smoke weed in oil and hub, I'll smoke weed in oil and but, but if let's, uh, this world, yeah, I was, I, was I was ready to make the nedda to never, ever smoke weed ever again. That was not a passionate thing to do. And that was three hours. I picked up the phone. I'm dialing it. I'm like, I'm doing, I can't do it. I'm like, let me start for a week. Let me say like a month. And, but forever, never to do it again, pacing up and down, up and down. In the end, I couldn't even get through to him, yeah? The Sutton mummish wanted me. And I turned around and remember, and I just said to Hashem, I make a nether now that I will never smoke weed ever again. And Adkan, oh Hashem, Hashem should help it. I haven't smoked weed since then. And I say to the, I say that, the biggest gift I've, I don't think I've ever done anything for a shem really, except for that. That was something I actually did for a shem. <laughs> anyway, that was I feel that was like my best, the greatest gift I've ever given to a boy shem. If you can say such a thing, but anyway, it's unbelievable. I would just say that this um, it's sort of like explaining the psychological and emotional reasoning behind mitzvah Guerreris mitzvah and a vera Guerreris avera. Hundred percent. Come a chayal a chayal. It's like. You're feeling so good about it, sir. It gives you the kayak to go and do more. 100%. 100%. And then, and I'll tell you, y'all can account for this. Y'all was a part of this on my trip in in, uh, in LA just now. Is then Hashem bends the world mamash so that you can so you can be makayim your word. Mamash. He bends the world mm -hmm. to the point where you're just like, 
I was intending to break my word. I was ready. I'd done all the rationalizing and all that. I was ready to mumish, break my word. And then you're like, wow, reality flips on its head and everything changes around and you're able to become your word. You're, and I, I'm telling you, that happens over and over and over again. Mumish, mumish is Moby Dick. Anyway, so Maria Salave is really, it takes courage, like real, genuine courage and emuna and like all the gutazachin that we talk about the whole time. And that's what gives you the koyach, the energy to kind of move into the matzav that we call psicha salave. Psicha salave, there's many madragas to psicha salave, but what, what do we call an Arif? What what's the what is it that we use except for in LA that you use like the sea and other stuff? But and mountains. But everywhere else, when we make an air of like a not air of but like a a, 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 a pesach. What do you call it? A um, suicide uh, pesach. Suicide pesach. So suicide pesach really means it's exactly that. It's like an open door. So like halachically, it's like a closed wall. It's just a door that's open. So you can have psichas aleva a level of tzuras pesach, which is basically like every you know every twenty every like twenty thirty to fuck him, you have like a little a little strip, and it's just open, open, open. And then psichas aleva can be there's many madragas to psichas aleva. How much did you become in contact with with reality? How much are you in tune with reality? How much are you? How much? How much have you turned that dial from Aniva Afsioid to Ain Od Milvadoi? How much is it that you don't attribute anything to yourself, that you don't feel like you own anything, that you don't feel like you that you've really achieved anything personally? How you're with me? All of these experiences of not not that you become nothing at all, nothing like that. It just means that you just don't hold yourself like everything that I've got, like. You know, like, um, even things that you, I mean, look, for like a rich kid, yeah, a rich kid who gets handed a, you know, gets handed a billion dollar inheritance from his old man. How much gaiva can a person have over that? What kind of idiot would like get, you know, that's correct. Like, what did you do? It's like, you know, when you put a mezuzah on your door, how much, how much gaiva can you have? I mean, who gave you the mezuzah? Who gave you the door? Who gave you the hammer? Who's giving you the koyach? Who gave you the food? And who's giving you the koyach to hammer in? Who made you want to do it in the first place? Like you could, you know, at the end of the day, like what, what am I? Not that's not disempowering. It's the opposite. It's it's mamash empowering. It's givaldic. You just feel completely indebted to a shem, like a like a like the way I like the like, I suppose the way I feel with my in-laws who've helped us out so much. I just like whenever they ask for something, I'm just like, oh, thank God I can do something for them. You know, that that's the that's the experience. It's not feeling like a schmutter at all. It's the opposite. It's feeling like you've been treated like a king. And now it's time to now it's time to repay something. You know, that's Givaldic. Imagine if you really owe someone something, genuinely owe them something. And then all of a sudden you get the opportunity to pay them back. You're like, wow, you know. That's really that's the, so psichas alev is not this psichas alev is this place of like that that's it's the opposite of timtum alev. It's psichas alev, and that means that everything flows. That's called geula. 
when the heart flows, like we said, Gaula many times, is, is free-flowing self-expression. So psich zalev is when the heart opens and there's no more me, and it's just now I can govern. Why? Because I'm not vulnerable. I'm th- there's nothing to be vulnerable about. I'm not. I'm not protecting. I don't need to protect myself. I'm with you, Rabbi Shalom. In fact, I want to be more with you. That's why I'm governing because I want to be less me and more you. I want to allow you into your world through me more. Everyone's with me. That's psich slave. That's also called, by the way. Brownie points for this one. Anyone knows the word, the the other word for psych slave? You're gonna love this. One word begins with Simcha. Yes. Who said that? Yo. Oh, Yitzi. Simcha. That's uh, you mentioned that Simcha. in uh, Perik One. You mentioned. Oh, it. we said it already. Yeah. So psich slave and simcha are synonymous. That's called simcha, when your heart is open. Simcha, that's why at Simcha's, quick story, I think I told, did I tell you this about that Hassan who was calling me about his parents who were divorced and hated each other? This this really nice Hassan, about two months before the wedding, he calls me up, he's like, Shmuel, I just have to tell you, my parents' mamas hate each other. Do not, under any circumstances, put them in the same picture together. He calls me a week before the chasna. I know I already told you this, but I'm just really worried. Just please remember, my parents hate each other. They will not be in a picture together. They can't even be in the same room with each other. He called me the day before the chasna. Three times he called me. He's like, Shmuel, I know I've told you again. He said the same thing, yeah? At the chasna, after the chuppah, the mother and the father come up to me together and they're like, Shmuel, quick, can we get a picture with, that, with us and our son, please? <laughs> That's Simcha. Simcha does that to people. I'll tell you, because I've been I've been involved in the Simcha world for many years now. Yeah, I'm telling you, it really happens. Like without Kimat without exception. Once the actual Simcha kicks off, at the beginning, yeah, when you're dealing with all the flowers and the napkins weren't correct and and the hors d'oeuvre is cold and whatever, yeah, then the women are tearing their hairs out, tearing their hair out and going nuts, yeah. But once the actual party kicks off and the simcha begins and dancing and the music, everyone just becomes loving and that's called psych slave that's simcha and then everything everything's available to you and then if you're zaycha you this is just a this is a gift from god that you become all, I mean, all of it's a gift from hashem but but this is really uh this is just this is what happens at the end is you enter into the state of tuvlevav that's basically when the tzuras of pesach yeah those strips every 30, 40 yards, whatever, are taken away, not that much, are taken away, and there's no wall bichlal. That's why it's called tuv vav, where the lave becomes the adjective. The tuv, the reboi becomes you. You become him. You are, you are become one mamash. This is the level of a tzaddik. And your heart is just... Describing him. <laughs> That's called Tuvlevav. Your heart becomes the adjective. What's the noun? That's it. So in summary, I'm just going to quickly summarize and we're done. But that was Bokashem. In summary, 
Okay, we have Timtum Alev, which we can translate as a clogged heart, which the experience is depression and lifelessness, as you see around you. Um, and the cause is identification with things of this world. Sitra Akhwa. Then we have Shriya Salev, broken heart, which is the nowhereness or definitionlessness. I think I made these words up. What's the cause of that? Active or forced, this is answering Avi, active or forced disidentification with the things of this world, whether you did it yourself. And by the way, as you become more kadosh and you get more practice, I suppose, and you become more um, solid in, 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 in who you are in a, in a holy way, then you can bring on the sphere yourself. And you can entertain, you could do small things and you can look at yourself and say, I can't believe I did that. I know you're Yitz is sitting there thinking, no, no, you should be saying, but Hashem, you deserve more. But but there's a there's a holiness to saying, I can't believe I did that as well. Yeah, that's Noiga. So so there is so there is that there is that um that uh that level of where you can bring the shvira on yourself, meaning that you can go there. You can just say that was so out of character. That is just I am not what I thought I am. That that you can bring that on yourself. The number three is Maria Salave. That's called bitter heart. That the experience of that is intolerance of your present state. That's the clenched fist and the gritted teeth and the resolve. Enough. This is this has got to change. I'm going to change this. Bizarre Hashem. And that's uh, the cause of that is the courage to honestly face the brokenheartedness. If you can mummish face the brokenheartedness, then you can mummish do that. Number four is psych slave called open heart. That's free flowing emotional energy. And that's the natural consequence of bitter heartedness. If you can muster up that courage and clench your fist and say, Zell, I'm going forward, then you're Zoycha to psych slave. And then the final level, Tuvlevav, which we call a good heart, is the transcendence, the total transcendence of the egoic self. That's called becoming absolutely transparent to the godliness of the Bodhisattva. It's a gift from Hashem to those who truly desire it. And that's the redemption of the heart. Wow. What a transformation. We I feel transformed already. We'll learn. We'll, we'll, we'll catch up with Tanya next week. I'm, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to do that, but like I said, Hashem, okay. <laughs> Hashem bends it. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Gvaldik. So we'll have a share hopefully on Monday. Monday, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you.